guys, so welcome to Funny Looks. This is an exciting podcast all about what comedians wear on stage and why. Uh, today I have the amazing Phil O'Shea. He's going to talk to me about his favourite stage looks. Uh, Phil O'Shea is one of the leading figures on the sort of alternative comedy scene here in Scotland. He runs a night called Peter Pancakes. It's amazing. It's that monkey barrel and he does many, many characters. Uh, Peter Pancakes, definitely one of my faves. Especially if you're doing something unusual mm -hmm. to signal that before you start speaking because especially if you're on a, like a mixed bill it takes people a while to figure out what you're doing if it's not conventional so first of all when I was starting I used to actually just just wear what I wasn't wearing around and about which was a bit unusual because <laughs> like just not particularly fashionable and that was sort of help but like in the last few years, I've really started leaning into being a big character and like choosing what I'm gonna wear to like signify something. Yeah. Which has like happened with the Peter Pancakes thing, which is like a character in inverted commas, but it's almost not a character, but it's just something to say, oh, this is an old style thing, it's more like a clown. Thing yeah. than like stand up and it just there's a lot of signals that it's given the audience clues before you even say anything he's wearing a hat so things might get a bit weird so have you ever tried doing like your act now so it is kind of like character based have you ever tried doing it without the costume I have actually, well, there's a couple of gigs you were bo at both of them. There was one where I came through and I like lost all my props. So what happened? On the, so it didn't, it didn't connect as well. But I don't know, some of it might just be a confidence thing. Mm -hmm. But also then there was a one recently where I sort of had to host last minute. And I thought I'd like try and do it as myself. And a really weird thing happened that in the second half I... Start. I just put a hat on, and I could feel the audience <laughs> relax when I did it. Like that's authentic for you yeah, as an act. Like it's more authentic for you to have a, a piece of. Yeah, you. and I don't know. It's like probably I'm giving off body language signals when I do it, but equally, it's like it's just it helps the audience understand like what I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, that I'm not presenting, oh, I'm an everyman, I'm sort of presenting a kind of, like, character to laugh at, like, you know, you're allowed to laugh <laughs> at me, I'm being a clown, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it, says a lot, and, but ultimately, it, yeah, it seems more genuine, that's the paradox of it for me, I think, is that me actually doing a slight character seems more genuine than trying to do a version of myself. Because it's it's a part of me. It's the comedy mm -hmm. part of me that I want to share. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think in order to kind of be an alternative comedian, you need to own at least four hats? <laughs> well, this is the <laughs> thing. And that's like... It's like a lot of acts do stuff where they put on different hats and do like stuff. And it's like an old... like There's a like a Tommy Cooper routine where he's like putting on different hats and being different people. It's like a big trope of it, isn't it? And it's... 
it's nice because mm-hmm. it's just a quick signal of like I'm a new thing now. Um, the but I don't know. I think there is something in having the full costume that makes a difference. I did not when I start because initially I didn't have the check trousers. Like suddenly when I put them on, it just felt like the audience received it as, oh, he's actually. Doing it. and you also you're trapped in it. Then you can't really come out of it, even <laughs> you if can't you. Be like I'm not doing this character. Yeah, anymore. like because you're still there dressed as a chef. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? So it kind of, it just helps everyone be on the same page. If you want to really clear piece of costume, get some chef's trousers. Yeah. But you've never baked in your life, have you? Not really, no. <laughs> like, oh, I did a little bit, but I'm not good at it. And, um, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, why the character sort of... It's not about being a baker. It's about mm. saying you're something that you're not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the essence so, of it. Like, oh, my God, this is so, like, deep. It's kind like, of deep, I wasn't expecting Yeah. <laughs> His character is more than just a Actually, what is your like your favorite cake? My favorite cake? Oh, I do enjoy a blueberry muffin. I just had one, <laughs> but then also, I mean, I just love all cakes really. Mm-hmm. Cherry bakewells, very nice. Classic. What's your favorite one? Amelia? I like. Um, okay, so I think I just like like just pie count. Cake. Yeah, sure. I like banoffee pie. I like That's really nice. yeah. sugary. Yeah. I like something that afterwards you have to lie down. That's good. Yeah, know. yeah, me too. Well, that's what I literally, <laughs> as well, to be honest, I kind of gorge on these like um, Jamaican ginger cakes. Yeah. And just eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like your breakfast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil loves to eat cake for breakfast. much of a um well <laughs> no the, the connection like the name is definitely through i just really like pancakes and i i used to eat pancakes for breakfast all the time so that association is like quite key to it i think <laughs> yes yeah i like i like baked goods he likes to eat exclusively because they're quite they remind uh, me and I think a lot of people of childhood like mm. and there's that association and there's that association with like Peter Pan and like dressing up as a chef or pretending to cook is like quite a kid kind of mm. thing to do so it definitely in my head it's like I'm sort of playing a, a kid pretending to be a baker like so they wouldn't know any of the details like an eight-year-old kind of thing that's kind of what i'm channeling it's like you're excited to dress up Uh as a thing that you kind of understand but you don't really understand you know um so i think that's what i'm channeling and basically all my characters that is what i'm channeling it's like i'm channeling like a kid trying to be something and it kind of you get a glimpse of the real person underneath it. And I just do, and then, but for some reason it connects quite well when it's a baker because it's like quite what a kid might do. 
That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise that you were kind of like thinking of that kind of like childlike energy. Like, but before a gig, are you kind of like, okay, stop thinking about council tax and bills. Like, just get back into like that kind of youthful innocence. Like, do you kind of have to give yourself a pep talk and like kind of get into that headspace? Yeah. Of... Well, I think the music really helps now mm. because I've and I kind of have a lot of the same tracks in the the pre-show music. So, partly to set it up for the audience, but partly to put me in that headspace. Um, but also like. Uh, I do meditation, I try and do some deep breathing and stuff like that and just like get into it. Like I've done a bunch of these clown workshops and they always emphasise that and I think it's really important to like just relax. Like I tried meditating today Uh and I just, when I'm meditating I just think about food. Yeah. I think about what I'm going to (laughs) wear. Like I'm like... Should you wear the pink hoodie or the other pink hoodie? Like, I can't... I need to, like, try so hard to get into, like, meditation properly. But one day... Yeah. Maybe if I do a clowning course... (laughs) There is quite... There... I think a lot of people find them therapeutic in a way. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I definitely do try and get in touch with a childlike part of myself but at the same time having one eye on like on being completely aware of it as a knight and my responsibility as just a host of like keeping things to time and all that like so there is one foot in just like normal reality but like part of the fun of doing comedy I think is like your day-to-day concerns like outside of the gig kind of vanish from your mind because they're just not present in that moment you're thinking about the gig see if you're kind of trying to get into a childlike state do you think that you does it like remove some kind of ego yeah that you get in adult life because i feel yeah. like when you're a kid i don't know if this is like just me but like when i was a kid i used to dress up as like a dalmatian uh-huh <laughs> to run around yeah. and I didn't care like I didn't care what people's reaction was like I think like I was just that was the character like there was no like um, it wasn't really a performance for other people it was more just an escapism for me so if you're kind of about to do a show I know you're talking about how you have to kind of keep some kind of um, awareness but is there a part of you that kind of feels like in getting into a childlike headspace, your yeah, your ego is is kind of minimised. Yeah, and it's like it's about doing what you enjoy, and like mm-hmm. that's the it's that's another weird paradox. It's like the more you do that, the more audiences tend to respond. It's like the more you try and second guess what they want, it seems. <laughs> what did you want yeah, from me? <laughs> it seems it seems fake, but it also it seems like you're tense, and then it's hard for them to relax when they can mm. see you're enjoying yourself. Even if it's not like their cup of tea, your sense of humor, it's just kind of enjoyable to watch someone enjoying mm. themselves. So, I think that is it, and and it's also like as adults, you just get very self conscious, and you're aware that like people probably are judging you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, as a kid, like you maybe don't have quite. The awareness yet. Being a kid is sometimes easier than being an adult because all you have to do is watch the Lion King and eat sandwiches and some other stuff. 
had a moment on stage, like a light bulb moment about yourself or like an enlightenment that has then followed you back into it. I hate the fact I'm making this like boundary between on stage and off stage as like the real world and the fake world, but you know what I mean? No, Something that's happened when you are in the realm of performance that's come into your life. Well, I think the general one, to be honest, is I used to be incredibly shy. Wow. And I think um, I'm still probably introverted by nature. I'm probably a little a, more than averagely introverted, but like mm -hmm. I've got so used to talking to people on stage and and like even just getting beyond small talk quite quickly mm -hmm. into like trying to have fun with people yeah that i can actually do that in real life sometimes if i'm in the mood do you know what i mean and like that's been a really positive thing i mean you basically learn through it i think through talking to audience members like yeah you can find point of connection with almost anyone mm -hmm. like everyone's like human beings like everyone's got something they're passionate about everyone's got something they're interested in um like most people kind of want to enjoy themselves and they're <laughs> you know but they're so i mean i've seen a few people at comedy shows that yeah like know, they, they are not <laughs> maybe not but like i don't know there's like there's basic things and you just figure like you know, because I think a lot of shyness comes from just being scared of interacting with people. 100%. And then you, by putting myself in that situation, and you're like, actually, what's the worst that can happen if you allow... They're not going to heckle you in yeah. real life. Yeah, you know? like, in real life, you're like, you know, and you're... <laughs> I should hope not. You're like, I mean, there's a bit where on stage you can sort of stretch the boundaries a little bit of like what would be acceptable maybe with someone that you just met because of this context, you know, I want to be respectful still, but like <laughs> you, you, you like, like you start making jokes probably quicker than you would with a stranger. I'm getting like a sort of like weird vision of you at like Christmas time with your family. Going, <laughs> Who's drinking yeah. tonight? You know? It's funny. And it doesn't work like without the context, like, it's like it is all an illusion in a way but it just reminds you that ultimately like you can have fun with people and like and you just also have to listen to what they're saying right <laughs> and i think that's another thing a lot of introverted people um it's because they're focused so on their internal world they don't <gasps> notice what other people are saying and like in the comedy context you learn like people are giving loads of information and signals without even saying much mm. so that comes into play in real life as well you're like okay they mentioned that word they're probably interested in that they probably want to talk about that bring that up again do you know what i mean like you know these are probably social skills that a lot of people are listening to being like yeah that's like a human behavior but like for a lot of comedians it's not obvious you're like still christmas time and you've got like a sort of like distant relative like where did you say you were from yeah. <laughs> where are you from luton yeah i know it's got some jokes about luton it's got an airport <laughs> yeah. yeah i totally get that i totally get what you mean although it can sometimes make a real life interaction have a hint of um i would say faux authenticity yeah sometimes. i know what you mean like, yeah because like 
you kind of learn these skills on how to do quite like um I would say like almost exaggerated charismatic persona and that means that off stage I might kind of keep that pressure and have that in my everyday interactions when actually you don't need to try that hard in real life yeah no know? I have I've gone in that direction as well it's sometimes where you think oh I can sort of clown my way out of this and it's like nah it's a breakup like yeah you can't, <laughs> you can't just put on a hat and go dee 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 hey like yeah no there is that sort of thing clown my way out of this yeah no I mean unfortunately it is like I've tried to do it it doesn't really work <laughs> you're like I've been going through this breakup so long yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know I think like it's funny that I think like these kinds of conversations just represent how neurotic human beings are but also how neurotic comedians are and also how you can't control anything and it is just as we said trying to hold on to things you can control yeah but just basically what we should be doing is like stripping naked going on stage and going i can't control any yeah. of this. <laughs> i can't control your perception of me well i mean that's also <laughs> that's the other thing is like the moments that everyone remembers and that go the best are not planned bits they're the bits where something just happened and you go with it right yeah and that is something that it's like would be great to try and employ in life and like you know and next thing you know you're on like an impulse holiday to ibiza yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just thought if i just like went with this it would uh (laughs) work out okay (laughs) got some cheap flights (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. It's like it would be good to be able to let go more um, in life and on stage, but it does just depend, doesn't it, on like your sort of headspace when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes you have to grab onto things you can control because it's like you might like wake up and feel very kind of like anxious and like I'm just trying to get through the day. So, like, I'm not in a headspace that means I can just be like easy and breezy and. Um, no totally I know exactly what you're saying and I mean yeah the danger is like with comedy I think you can get so sucked into it and mm. that you're doing it all the time and you kind of feel as if either it's everything or that everything (laughs) revolves around it or that everything is kind of like it and it's no it's just one thing it's part of life right you know like second Monday of each month isn't it that's right yes oh my god I feel really cool and uh yeah it's a a really amazing show and like check out Phil's um Twitter as well Phil O'Shea Comedy that's right oh my god I didn't even research this before this (laughs) we just know each other well